hun, it's me, Danielle. I am a licensed clinical mental health counselor, and I'm here to talk about all the ways multi-level marketing and mental health do not mix. It is important to know that this podcast is not meant to diagnose or for treatment. This podcast is based off of personal experiences and opinions, and is meant to educate and entertain. Now sit back and start healing with me on this episode of From Huns to Humans. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hey everyone, before we get started with today's episode, I just wanted to give a brief content warning. We do talk about miscarriage in this episode. Um, so if that is not for you today, please feel free to come back later or skip this episode entirely. I hope you have a wonderful day. Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of From Hunts to Humans. I am here with Jessica today and we are going to talk about doTERRA. Hi Jessica. Hi. Um, I have, uh, my story is not so much business opportunity like, but I think there might be people who might've experienced this. So that's why I reached out to you to, um, talk about my experience with doTERRA. So for me, I never saw this like as a business opportunity. It was more like a, like a membership shop club. And it was like, if it had been introduced to me as like a business like opportunity, I would have never joined. So I feel like there was some kind of manipulative thing in that regards, but I can't really speak to their intentions, but like, so I was basically just buying products and my story is just going to be about how, like, not necessarily was harmed by the company or the upline, but like how the misinformation that gets spread specifically with like essential oil element um yeah whoa <laughs> mlms uh, can really be toxic and actually kind of dangerous when you think about how little oversight their reps have even though like the companies have these claims so like don't say these things um yeah 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 i'm so glad that we're going to talk about this because i think that it's a huge thing that's missed in the essential oil world um and like even just like the harm that can be done to like pets by just having them in your home mm-hmm. and just I, people are ingesting them. I'm sure we're going to get into it. Yes. I, I can wait. Go ahead. I'm like, I feel like I could probably talk about this for hours just about it, but like, yeah, like I'm not like completely anti essential oils, but I do think that the way they get marketed by Young Living and doTERRA is just like toxic. So Yeah. All right. So I guess I'll go into like my like background. So um, I have, uh, okay. So I'm going to preface this with like, I have a degree in psychology and special education. I worked with children and adults on the spectrum. Um, I even worked with an adult for years whose mother created a a school for children with autism back in the eighties, because there was no program for her son at the time. So like, I'm saying this, um, I'm prefacing this because what I will talk about is like, even I got kind of like manipulated by misinformation because of my own fears and um, associated with like my children that happened. So 
Um, I hope that there's no judgment in there, but like, this is like what honestly happened. Uh, like I, based off of what you just said, I mean, people, I, it's embarrassing for me too. Like my sister has autism and I've talked about this before in Plexus. They told me that the probiotic was going to cure my sister of autism. I never fully mm-hmm. believed that. Um, but I did think it was going to help her. And like, yeah. I rationalized it because I was like, my sister eats ensure grilled cheese and yeah. like, things that you're like like yeah like you have to like there's not that much going on your microbiome so yeah I absolutely and there are studies about microbiome being helpful for like your brain so things get twisted a lot of times with this and it's so confusing because I actually went to a a gut health um like it was a CEU accredited gut health yeah training when all this happened and I was like, oh my gosh, this makes so much sense. And I like Carrie Ann partnered with Plexus, like this all is so great. I'm so curious. I can't wait. Okay. I will (laughs) tell me your story. Yes. All right. So, um, like, like I said before, I was like, I was interested in essential oils. Like I kind of had some in my house, like, like they with like the the not diffusers like the the electric diffusers but actually like the tea light diffusers I had like so I was interested in them for a while it's like almost like like a mysticism about a <laughs> sense like these are kind of cool and they make my house smell nice so they can't really be all that bad um so I just want to like say that there like it wasn't like oh this is like I was into this stuff for a little while um then I think it was like 2015 I had a miscarriage um so and it was like a traumatic one and it really kind of messed me up and I was depressed um but I was like going through the right I mean quote unquote right (laughs) you know like I was going therapy I tried I was going acupuncture to kind of help this eating better exercising more to kind of help me and at around this time I had a friend who invited me to this essential oils party and I was like okay maybe there's going to be something there that can help me. This is like, you know, something I'm cool, or at least it'll be a distraction from the stuff that's going in my brain, kind of like coping with um, this miscarriage. So I went to this party and it was like a lot of people there. um, And there was like, you know, it smelled nice. (laughs) It sounded good, but there was like some weird claims made by some of the sales reps. Like I, it was like, like I was listening to this stuff and be like, okay, Right. Um, like there was this one that she was like, I, she might be like the top person in the, this community's upline. Um, she had a nursing degree and everything. I mean, has a nursing degree. So like she used to kind of credit credibility to like, kind of, I feel like push this stuff a little bit, but she was telling the story, like how she like burned herself with coffee and got like these 30 degree burns and like poured a whole bottle of like lavender oil and like immediately was like not feeling any pain. And I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> like this just seems, yeah. This, yes. Also like how hot is your coffee that you're getting third degree burns from it? Um, but like, there was like those kinds of claims. She was talking about the supplements that doTERRA had and how they like basically, um, she didn't say cure, but definitely was insinuating, like cured her mother's like arthritis. Like she was able to finally go walk up and down the stairs for do her laundry. Uh, I'm like, so I'm like, listen to this stuff. I'm like, this is weird. 
but stuff smells nice. <laughs> um, and I was really kind of looking for anything, even if it would be a placebo to make me feel better. So like I even went in, went in with that, like, you know, even if this is just like, I think it's going to work better. At least it's like, I have something that I'm holding on to as I'm working with the other stuff, like with therapy and things. So I bought into it. Again, I was still skeptical about their things. Like they have this, um, their um, antibiotic or whatever antiviral blend call, is called On Guard. And they were saying it cured viruses. And I'm just like, I'm not totally on board with it, but it smells nice. It's like, it's orange and clove. It smells great. <laughs> like, I don't mind that. But like, I knew that like, that's not how that works. Um, and like, even if you look into like Petri dish stud studies, like, yeah, you could put this oil in with a virus in a Petri dish or a bacteria in a Petri dish and it will kill that specimen, but that your body is in a Petri dish. Like it's like, there's a lot of stuff going on. So it doesn't really work that way. But again, I still signed up. I sh it should have been kind of a real red flag. Cause I was like, why do you need my social security number for like a shopping club? Like, and again, never never was it advertised as a business opportunity. I am a terrible salesperson. I couldn't even sell Girl Scout cookies when I was a child because <laughs> I never wanted to bother anybody with this stuff. So like if it was even uh, like marketed in that way where you like you can sell this thing so your friends, I would have been out. So again, don't know what their intentions were. I do know that um, when I signed up, they like invited me to their Facebook group there was like, there's like 1200 people on that Facebook group. So whoever's that top person in there is definitely making some money in that um, community. Uh, but uh, it's just interesting. Like it never even clicked to me until um, later on, Michelle, like talk about like how I got out of this. Um, so anyway, um, fast forward, we did, we got pregnant again. Um, we had a baby, everything was fine. Um, while I was pregnant, I didn't use any oils, but I continued to buy because I wanted to make sure I maintain my membership and keep my discount. Uh, I'm putting air quotes in these things because uh, definitely not a discount if you think about like the actual cost of these things. Yeah. If you're stockpiling all of this exactly. stuff while you're not even using it like that's not yeah. that's not saving you any money no, it's not. <laughs> well, they, so they trick us right like we think yes. that that is how it works it doesn't yeah yeah no it's like you know like because also like so they have this thing where you can get um if you maintain fifty dollars a month for a certain amount of months maybe it's like six months you can get up to like you can get to like 30 percent off of your or 30 points back their personal volume, like whatever their like bank of stuff is, you can get that. So I was like, okay, if I maintain that, then when I'm ready to actually really buy some stuff, I'll have a huge bank. There must've, but I feel like at some point in time, they started taking those points away from me because maybe I wasn't using them or maybe I wasn't maintaining that. And I was just so confused. I didn't know what was going on, but I'm like, all right, I'll just whatever. Um, so I didn't use it while I was pregnant because there really isn't any study to say they're safe or harmful for pregnancy because they don't you don't really test on pregnant people because you know there's risk involved so just to be safe especially since I just had a miscarriage I didn't want to take any chances so I just kind of avoided them completely um so by the time I started using them I had a lot <laughs> um so everything was fine my son was 
doing great. Uh, in about, he was about two years old, just about turning two. And we noticed like, you know, just had a comparison because he had, we had a lot of friends who had children around the same age as him and his speech wasn't developing the way theirs were. And like, he was an only child. So we didn't really like pick up on it right away. Um, now that we have another kid who's about two years old now, we're like, like if, if it were like reversed, we would have noticed right away because just they're, we're having, it's a different experience, but so two years later, speech delay, we got him evaluated um, for early intervention, pretty early. The evaluator determined he was like kind of borderline on the spectrum along with the speech delay. And that is where, for some reason, that is where I kind of snapped. Um, that term borderline just kind of like freaked me out because it's like, oh, maybe we can fix this. Like we can train his brain, his communication wires, and like maybe we can like support this in some way along with earlier intervention like kind of going back to where oh did you hear that thunder no okay <laughs> like finally it's raining over here um so we um so where was I at okay so that borderline is kind of like thinking back to when I started with doTERRA like you know I was looking for some kind of placebo to make me feel better like I feel like I went back to this that were like, maybe these things hold something because there are some studies like lavender can help with anxiety disorders. Like there's some things that are actually been tested. So maybe there's something in any of the huge collection I now have that might actually help my son with his speech or this autism um, borderline. Um, so, that's where the rabbit hole started. Um, so if you ever Google this or go on Pinterest or anything, like you can just search up oils, autism, oils, speech delay. You can go young living, speech, like all doTERRA, all this stuff. And you're going to get like pages and pages and pages of things that like, and out of stories of like how I used this oil and it like made my son who was nonverbal speak full sentences in like two weeks and then you're like this one all of a sudden my son is now social and becoming all this thing like it's just like it, and it is completely in the in the, it is like they'll say the brand name okay and they'll like here's a list of things that'll help with this and here's a here's some concoctions that'll help with these things um and they'll give you like recipes like who are these people um, and there was even like one recipe I found that was like in a rollerball, which is like, you know, not very many ounces, like maybe like 10 ounces or something. Not even, that's too much. Sorry. Uh, milliliters. <laughs> 10 milliliters. <laughs> um, there was like a hundred oils put in there and like maybe 35, um, drops for a carrier oil. And you're supposed to put this on a child. Like this is like, they're really heavily like, like they're just really heavy doses on these things and so, like the carrier oil though is supposed to like dilute it right like that's what's yes. supposed to make it safe for you to put on your skin yes and so they're telling you to only use 34 drops and then and like the rest of it yeah it was like super yeah um nice. that was just one that was just one person's remedy um and um now none of these were like sanctioned by doTERRA as far as I know Probably not, like I really think, but that's like kind of where I go into this. Like, there's a lot of things that are like pushed out in there and like put online. And it's like that, like 
even on doTERRA's website, they do have like, don't use these terms. Don't like, you know, don't say cures. Don't say like for this disease. Don't like, there's things that they have, but like, who's actually regulating that stuff? Right. I think that that's the huge issue with these companies is that they like have the light, like, oh, don't do that. But then like everyone goes out and does these things and they advertise all this stuff. Mm -hmm that's not true and all of these health claims and all this stuff and they're not doing anything to stop it their only time that they go to say hey don't do that is when they get like a slap on the wrist from the FDA. and it is an, a slap on the wrist like then maybe if I went ahead and started reporting them maybe they'll like start trying to like send a message but I really don't think that they do that the companies from what I hear from your podcast like from Roberta's podcast like they only fire people or kick people off when they start talking against the company, not doing anything else. So right, exactly. Yeah, no, you can say the most hurtful things in the world yeah. and they do not care, which yeah. is just insane to me because like, I mean, any typical nine to five, like if you are putting your company's name next to your words and they are mm-hmm. controversial, you're most companies are going to say, at least don't do that. Yes. I mean, may, you know, again, maybe they would, but, but it's really hard to regulate any of this stuff. It's really hard to. And if you're a desperate parent looking to find something to help your child, there are snake oils everywhere. Like you can find a, a recipe for anything that was supposed to fix something, which again, I'll talk later about like how this like idea of fixing is problematic in and of itself but um so I did find something and I was like maybe this will work I tried one it wasn't that crazy one um immediately gave my son a bash so I didn't use it anymore um and you know felt completely defeated like how could I do this like how could I do this to my son how am I going to help my son like and then like if this doesn't work then what will you know, it it took me a long time to get to a part of like acceptance for, you know, what's going on. But like these, if you are in a desperate situation, there is definitely somebody who's going to like, like roll with that to get you to purchase more. And I was like purchasing other different types of oils that I didn't different, didn't have in order to like, because they're like this one, I think it's called, is it okay if I say like names of this oil? Okay. Uh, there's one, I think it's called DDR Prime or something um, that is supposed to like basically be like the mental fix for everything <laughs> or in like just health fix. I don't even know what they're thinking. So like I ordered this, doesn't really work. I don't even know what that's supposed to happen. But um, another problematic with these things, with the company is like every time they come out with a new oil, all of a sudden, like every oil fixes everything that you have. It'll fix your skin. It'll fix your hair. It'll fix your anxiety. It'll fix your digestive system. It'll fix everything. Um, it'll cure your cancer. I'm sure in some, you know, if you go on some pages, um, but it's, uh, it, there's just something for everything. And it's like, it's kind of scary that it's really anything could be out there. And they're taking advantage of people who are legitimately scared. And, you know, we live in a society right now where so many people are turned against each other. And so 
you know, we have people that are trying to scare us away from big pharma and from the, the medical system in, as a whole. Yeah. And then we have people who are like trying to say like, oh, well, like you can avoid all of that by like taking this snake oil. Yes. Yeah. So let, yeah, let's talk about that. <laughs> yeah, really capitalizing on people's fear, right? Yes. Like it's just, and also because these products, because like supplements are not regulated by the FDA, like you can say anything and therefore like they're, these reps can say anything and they kind of have this protection against what they can say. Um, and it really feeds into that idea of like, just like, I don't trust like doctors because doctors are only there to harm us. I don't understand any person who's going to become a doctor and spend all that time and money to hurt somebody, but you know, right. Um, they like, they just will like kind of go into these people who are like, kind of like, I think there is somebody in doTERRA for, like, who is like a doctor. I don't know doctor of what that they like quote him all the time on. Um, but I don't know what his credentials are. He could be like a chiropractor or something, which, you know, no offense to chiropractor. They're not like internal medicine doctors or anything like that. <laughs> um, but like they'll, they'll hone on to these people who like help help to kind of have this confirmation bias of like what they are already thinking and fearing um and then they don't get the medical help they need their kids don't get the interventions that they need like so we did all the interventions that we've been you know told me to have speech we've done ot we've counseling um special instruction like and he's doing pretty he's fine we found out he actually has like apraxia of speech which um do you know what let me explain what that is. Yeah, that would be great. So um, it is a speech disability where your brain, because he was like, you can understand everything we're talking, we're, we're saying to him, like he was understanding, he just couldn't really produce what he wanted to say. So whatever is going on in your brain, is the, it's not firing the muscle communications to your mouth and your throat um, to make the sounds that your brain is, wants you to make. So you actually have to, it's like when you do the speech therapy, it's about training the muscles. And once like they actually have it, like it's, it's, if it's, once it's determined that that's what it is, it's like the speech therapy becomes very, um, like in a way, e like easier. Cause you're really just training sounds then at that point. So once we realized that, and like, we had a speech therapist who specialized in that he excelled his, he, I mean, he promoted himself to speech and language impairment. <laughs> so like his syntax is now like kind of off, but like he's progressing and doing pretty well, but like you have to follow like actual recommendations and like things that are clinically tested and proven because if you're relying on these things that are just like anecdotal, like you're, it's, you're not doing yourself a, like a service here. And it's kind of like feeds into this misinformation about the medical community. And it's just like, it's like who, the only ones who are really benefiting that are these like, specifically what I'm talking about are essential oil companies, but like other companies who like feed on this fear and misinformation are the only ones that actually benefit from this. And I don't want to disparage anybody who's actually gotten help using like, essential oils like for whatever reason like I'm grateful that you had some kind of relief in some in some way but it's just like 
if these things were actually beneficial, then go have like a university or a lab, independent lab, study this stuff, verify this stuff is actually happening. And then you can actually be, you know, you can actually promote this stuff and probably make even more money. But the problem is they probably don't work and they don't want them tested to prove that they don't work. So, right. Or to say what else is in them that is, like, cause they can put anything they want anything in these things. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's another thing with um, doTERRA. I don't know if this is like something else in other, like in young living or anything, but they have this thing where they call, this is where I was like, from the beginning of like, you're full of shit. Um, <laughs> uh, what are they? They have like this trademark and I think it's like certified therapeutic grade something it's like a, there's like a four letter acronym and I'm like they're, they're like we're the only company who has this and it means that we are the most pure blah blah blah, blah. and then like you go look it up and it's like oh it's a trademark created by doTERRA for right. products like this is like like is this actually a selling point that people believe in like whatever <laughs> but like again I feel like I should have known better um from my background like I don't think people like my sister had probably had apraxia when she was younger, but it wasn't like a determined thing. And like in the early nineties, like, I don't think early intervention was a th- like as big as it is now. Right. Um, so like, I, like, I should have known that he would be okay. Like, like also like even autism is not like a death sentence or anything like that, right. but like, I guess as a parent, you need to worry about like how, like, will they be, uh, like, um, will they be independent, like, uh, independent when they're growing up? Is there, like, and it's, like, your whole mind shift is, like, once you get told something that you weren't prepared for, it's, like, you then have to, like, replan your whole life, so it's almost, like, yeah, sorry, go ahead. I'm sorry, Uh, I think that the thing is, is that everyone wants the best for their kids, and, you know, you're thinking about, you know, the kids that are getting bullied because they're different and like all the stuff and you're like okay well if I can take the edge off of this maybe it will protect my kid enough that they won't have to deal with these things and like yeah like, the one thing is a spe- autism is a spectrum all of yeah. these learning disabilities are a spectrum right so mm-hmm. you know depending on where you fall like taking the edge off quote unquote taking the edge yes. off of something could be life-changing in a kid that could potentially I'm just using bullying as an example like that wouldn't have to face some of those issues yeah um that could make life extremely difficult um so yeah yeah, like I I get it yeah and it's also like but I also being that I'm a teacher too like I also have seen it be different now like kids aren't necessarily bullying other kids for having like obvious disabilities anymore mm-hmm. you know in fact if like from my experience when I if any kid does that do that to another kid like the, the all the rest of the class are like what's your problem like leave him alone like they're like so right so you know I should be more like but I guess it's like when it's your you know your baby you're like I just you know want things not like want things to be as like you're saying like you know a little less difficult yeah yeah Yeah, exactly and I I don't think like 
Because I think that one of the things that has kind of come out of like the autism speaks movement is like people trying to find a cure and like, that's not appropriate language we know now. And, um, so like, I want to be really clear. And I think that you're, you're also trying to be really clear that like people with autism are valid and, um, although we do know that there are people out there that think that they can cure autism. Um, we know, we know that there is nothing to cure. No, um, no. And it, you know, it's when your child's like, you know, he's, I hate, this is also problematic language, but I don't even know if there's, you know, better to describe this, unfortunately, but like he's considered like on the higher functioning side because mm-hmm. he can communicate. He's, Right. on like pretty grade level as far as like, he just doesn't want to socialize with other people and he does his own thing again same <laughs> yeah exactly I'm like, oh. um but where was I going with that sorry <laughs> oh so um oh shoot where was I going with that so he's like so he's like well okay so he doesn't really look the type like you know to be like oh until somebody's plays with him and they're like you know and he's like turning six years old and the kids are like why don't you like me why are you jerk and it's like he doesn't understand and like I can't put it on the other kids to like understand that he's you know um but also like play is play just as long as you're not hurting yourself and if he wants to go play with his dinosaurs and categorize them like why is that a problem like right yeah, so exactly like there's nothing wrong with that yeah um so um it did take me a while to get out of Terry to Tara if you want me to like kind of get <laughs> oh yeah let's circle back <laughs> <laughs> we like we definitely like feel as I like this conversation yeah um so I feel like this is a commonality with a lot of people who you interview um which is like we love cult and scam <laughs> stories <laughs> documentaries so um I follow a lot of podcasts I watch a lot of documentaries about cults and scams and I think I saw Lulu Rich as many of us have and um I saw Roberta being interviewed there you know like a lot of other people and then I started hearing her being interviewed on other podcasts I was listening to so then I started listening to her podcast um and you know again did not even click to me doTERRA's an MLM or anything like that wasn't even like a thing because it's not one that's like really talked about a lot because it's not like as problematic as the past of young living it's not like super culty like Amway and again was not ever promoted to me as a business opportunity um at all so like I didn't even click in me for a long time in then I started to hear about doTERRA kind of just like mentioned in the past like there's not very many people who talk about it because again like I just said it's not like super like um it doesn't do a lot to get itself in the front lines you know it's it's not like you know like I feel like problematic like beach body where in like kind of in Herbalife and all these other things but it is like in and of itself problematic with like the amount of consumption it promotes and 
you know, right. being a MLL structure, it's like, where does the money really go? <laughs> they for sure have their problematic things. I think that they just slide under the radar because they're not saying like fat phobic things all over the place no. or like. No, and they, they do have like, and like, I think they're just like, they were, they were created by people who left Young Living. So these people were like, had really strong like business savviness and then knew how to do good marketing because their like products look really nice and like you know they look good they kind of promote themselves as like the kind of like the natural option you know to a young living person so like it's you know it's not you know so like in your face about the issues um right but you know I was like you know I'm gonna I'm gonna end my membership when the my membership, like I was going to, I think it renewed in like January and I was like, I'll just let it run this year and get like, whatever, like I'll buy a chapstick and stuff. But then at one point I was just like, get me like, just maybe cause I just kept listening to everybody's stories, but different in within different MLMs. And I was like, no, like, I don't let these people have a single another penny of mine. So I just like, I ended it in May and I was like, I'm done. Like, but even that was like problematic too, because it's like, you can't just like go on and like, cancel your membership you have to like call and they're like you know you have like six pv points to use i'm like you can have them like at least get me out of here i can't even like change my credit card information on that thing it was like you have to call and that's like very very weird so um yeah and you know it's just here's another thing about like the whole people selling stuff and like all these like kind of remedies like just because you buy essential oils it doesn't make you an aromatherapist right I buy toothpaste I'm not a dentist so (laughs) (laughs) that's a really good point yeah like it's like you're not just because you buy this stuff doesn't mean you have you know and maybe something went well for you and that's great but you don't have like the training of like, you don't have like the chemistry training. You don't have the medical training to really understand what's going on in with aromatherapy. Right. Like um, in, uh, did you see the unwell doc, like on Netflix? That uh, the, that was, yes, that was the it's one. And they like wild. went, it, yeah, it was, it was bad. tough. Yeah. It was tough to watch. Yeah. yeah. I did watch that. Yeah. Like the girl who was like, I guess was doTERRA rep who was seemed to be pretty high up there was saying like how it helped her with her brain tumor, which is scary. Like she was a kid with like, like if that helped you, great. But you, she was even talking about how she purposely didn't tell her doctors because they didn't want to like get like in trouble for doing that and not doing other medical treatments. So like, do you even know if that was really what helped you? Like, right. and the one parent who had a who had the child on the spectrum, like, you know, my heart broke for her because, you know, like it's really is challenging, but like she went to an aromatherapist and the reason she went to an aromatherapist is because her daughter actually like, she used what her daughter was interested in, like, which was smells. Like she was like walking around, she said, she likes smelling my lotion and stuff. So like, you like smells, maybe if we go to an aromatherapist, we can find something that'll help you sleep at night. So it wasn't even about like all, fixing your autism was about helping your sleep and trying to find a way with it. But they actually went to a actual aromatherapist and this aromatherapist wasn't shoveling 20 bottles at them. Just like, try this blend, use it once at night. Like, it wasn't like, all right, do this in the morning and then take these three drops, eat this drop here. 
add this to her water. Oh my God, that whole stuff with like ingest, making your children ingest oils. Um, uh, you know, do this and do that. Like it wasn't like they were putting on this crazy regimen. It was just like diffuse this at night. It might help. And if it doesn't help, we'll try something else, but like, don't overdo it. <laughs> like right. it's, um, you know, that is another thing though. I would like to talk about, um, is the fact that people feel like they need to hide that they're taking MLM products from their doctors. Yes. Like, that in itself should be a red flag. Um, because you know, like if you can't be open and honest about what you're using with your doctor, then like, Mm -hmm. but I don't know there, that circles back to the mistrust of the medical system. Yeah. Like you're going to, you're having poor bedside manner. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, yes. And then it is a problem. Like, but I feel like doctors are getting better at it, but I think that that is a big part of it where it's like you you feel like you're not being listened to sometimes so then mm-hmm. like when this like sales rep comes talk to you and like they're just down with you and like oh well I've used this and it really helped my um my like my muscle pains like you should try this too and like I've also used this I rub this on my stomach and now I don't have indigestion anymore. like they're actually talking to you it kind of creates this kind of like uh trust in this person because they're just listening to you um I think that part of of cheaper alternative oils are not a cheaper alternative to medicine especially if you have insurance (laughs) it's like right exactly I think that part of the issue too is that we created this like world where doctors are supposed to know everything Mm -hmm. and they're not allowed to say that they don't know Mm-hmm. Um, although like, I personally would love for my doctor to be like, you know what? I don't know the answer to that. Like, yeah, actually I had, um, um, a story when I was pregnant with my second son. Um, she, so he was like, I was like, I was pregnant. He wouldn't turn like, so I was like breach. And she's like, mm-hmm. why don't you go to this chiropractor? It's like, I've heard some success stories. Like, I don't know why it works, but I've seen success with this. So like, and I kind of like appreciate even like, I don't know why this is exactly working, but it seems like whatever positions they do with your hips, like it can like help the baby turn. Apparently your hips are just tight. Like that's what they're really doing. They're just like helping adjust your ligaments. But I did appreciate being like, wasn't like, just being honest. Like I don't, this has worked for people. It isn't harmful for you or your baby. I don't know why it's working, but it's just good to like hear kind of like a refreshing, like, you can try it if you want to otherwise we can do like that more invasive where they like physically turn the baby yeah <laughs> I was like no nah, I don't really want to do that um but yeah it's so I'm also a teacher I teach middle school um and the whole idea of like like I think it's not just like doctors but adults have seeming to have to know all the answers mm-hmm. I try to model when I don't know and what to do about it as much as possible, because it's just something that I think we should all be better at doing. So like, you know, if I don't know an answer, like, I don't know, but we can go look that up. Or would anybody like to become an expert into this um, to find some information? And then we can also then look at, you know, bogus information on the internet too, because I like to do that. (laughs) (laughs) No, but it's true. Like, I think that that is something that we've been missing as a society, like growing up, like thinking that people that like 
are supposed to have all of these answers. Um, it's like for therapists, like somebody can come to me and be like, oh, well, like I want to work on addiction. And I'm like, I don't have that experience. Like I don't have the experience of working with people with addiction. You don't want to see me. Yeah. <laughs> you oh, don't want to. And that's honest. Like, and I'm sure that you also have like, a, like maybe you want to, you could recommend them to somebody else perhaps. So. Right. Exactly. So it's like, you know, being able to say no is something that I hope evolves more mm-hmm. in our society and be able to be like no I, I don't know the answer to that but it's okay yeah and there's so. like we don't have to all be the experts and certainly you're not going to find the answer in a little brown bottle every single time <laughs> you need right. help exactly. um yeah so I have to really credit um people like you and Berta to kind of like help me kind of see the way and like really like how this overconsumption is just like not good for my health, not good for my wallet, not good for anything. And um, then also they kind of be honest with yourself, like, oh, I was duped. And that's not a really comfortable situation. Yeah. You're like, but I'm like now screaming from the rooftops, like, don't give your children's oils. They're so <laughs> you don't know what you're doing because it's also very true. So like, okay. So I'm, you know, good. I know, like, kind of like, I haven't really given, you know, like doTERRA, you know, whatever, but they do have children products and baby products that they do sell. I don't know what the concentration for that is, but I do know that like, it then like kind of perpetuates that like, it's fine. And like, you know, maybe a little bit of lavender is going to help you, but if you're, it's not, is it going to hurt you? Like if you have it, maybe, you know, like diffusing in your room or whatever, but like, if it's constantly on you or in you and like, whatever it is, it's just, you're going to have a toxic load of this stuff. Right. And whether or not like a small amount, like I said, like small amounts harmful, like if you're constantly inundated, you're like this whole like detoxing idea, like you're overloading your detox system. Like, like your liver can't process this, your kidneys can't process, your spleen can't process all this coming at you. And you're probably making yourself sicker than you realize just because of how much stuff you have in your home going on at all times. Like, you know, you're taking this in the morning, you're diffusing this in your car, you're diffusing this in your office, you're rolling this on your back. Just so much products that people put on themselves thinking that they're being natural, like that is an actual term. Yeah. I think I've really, uh, I'm not a doctor. I'm not giving medical advice, but I do think like a good rule of thumb would be if you are getting headaches or migraines, or if you are, um, having a lot of uncontrollable bathroom issues, (laughs) you should probably stop taking whatever it is you're taking and go and talk to your doctor. (laughs) Well, yeah, in general. And, you know, there's also things on the kids line, and the kids product line that they have where it's just like, it's so clearly like, you know, of course they're not going to say like this cures this or like helps with like specific things, but there's like two blends in particular on the children's product line. They're both rollerballs, and I don't know the concentration of each, but one's called thinker and one is called calmer. And if those aren't really code words for this is for your kid with ADHD, I don't know what is like right yep that's what I was thinking before you even said the names I'm like this is gonna be for ADHD (laughs) like and you you're like you're like you know that there's parents who don't want to give their children medication if they have ADHD so they're gonna go for this stuff 
and you know hope for the best I guess I don't know but it just seems again like problematic like because they're probably not going to tell their doctor that they're taking this stuff or giving their kids these things you know and I think that I, I would love to talk about this right here too of just like giving your kids medication and like being scared of it and I think that we've come a really long way from like the 90s where like we had all of these like super over medicated zombie kids um the thing is is that we don't learn in school how to be advocates for ourselves really and we certainly don't learn how to advocate for a child because you are a child when you are in school and um the thing is is that the most important thing about when you are trying your kid on medication is to be aware of the symptoms that come up and yeah. the side effects and to report them to the doctor. And then, yeah. like, you know, if they're becoming too much, the doctor's going to say, you know what, you're right. Let's try something else. Yeah. No one is trying to purposely over-medicate your kid. Nope. nope. No, I, I like and as a parent who's, you know, been going through that process now, because my son has also recently been diagnosed with ADHD and top of everything, which is like, whatever, this is just who you are. You are still this like little sweet, spunky kid. You just, maybe you can't, you know, right. But like going through that, like the only reason I would consider medication is just for like, like just feeling calm. He doesn't seem calm in his mind. Mm-hmm. So it's, we go to like, we go once a month and they're just checking to see like, how is this going? Like, you know, and if it isn't working, they're like, okay, let's, you know, not, I don't want to make him a science experiment or anything, but I also don't want to do anything that's going to harm, harm him. And I don't think any doctor is looking to do that either. Right. So especially with a child's brain, like they know Right. Happen. They've been studying this stuff for years. Right. And ultimately no person is the same. Nobody's going to have the same reaction. And it just like for an adult, sometimes these medications are trial and error. Even like antibiotics can be trial and error because sometimes you're allergic to one or like, you know, like things happen. And I think that we get really uh, nervous when it comes to mental health medication, because they can have scary side effects, but nobody is, I mean, I sure hope not that nobody is starting a kid off on like the highest dose of any medication. You start off super, super low to the point where you probably can't even tell the difference usually. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And then, you know, you take it from there. I mean, do you need a baseline of things and they're, they're gonna, Yeah. It's like, I basically, I guess the whole point of my episode is trust your doctors, (laughs) not a, uh, not a multi-billion dollar industry that is really has like, no, I mean, maybe they do like, okay, maybe they have some studies that'll back some stuff up. Maybe they do, but it certainly isn't going to be from the the people on Pinterest posting like things that are going to cure autism, which is super, like we said, problematic because I think that's one good thing that's been happening recently is like the neurodivergent movement where people are like, we, we don't need fixing. Like maybe right. we need support for some things like to understand us, but we don't need to like, there's so many amazing things that come from people who think differently. Right. Like just, you know, and not everybody, we don't all have to be like these little, like no, people don't need to be the same. And I think that's a beautiful thing. Um, but I'm going to go back to like being a mom. Like it can also be very isolating as a parent when you're like, you don't have a 
tribe or anything to like rely on. And I, that could be another reason why people get into MLM is because like, you know, if we all have these kids, we have these issues, then maybe we can like, you know, come together and talk about things. But then we share these secrets that are like probably not the best thing for our kids. So yeah, I guess that would be kind of like, you know, another thing that we need more of because not only is it a shame of using ML products, sometimes it can be like really, I don't want to like prop my son up like being like, look at him. He's, you know, on social media to like get attention for myself because he didn't ask for that. But, you know, you know, when we share information later, if anybody wants to reach out to me, who's in a similar situation and we can like, you know, talk and like, can I have our own little tribe? That would be great because I think that is something we all need. Yeah. I, I think that would be so great if anyone wants to reach out. Well, um, well where can they find you? Okay. So, um, you can reach out to me on my Instagram. Um, I'm, I'm, if you go to it, it's probably going to be like, you're not going to see anything because I keep things really private. Cause I mainly post things <laughs> like kids, but you can definitely reach out to me and message me. Um, I am at, at Jess underscore W K. So J E S S underscore letter W letter K. Um, yeah. So if, you know, you want to reach out to me, you can definitely reach out to me there. Um, I am on Facebook. I'm very rarely posting on Facebook, but, uh, best place to reach me on Instagram. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Is there anything else that you want to talk about today? Um, yeah, maybe a little side note that has nothing to do with sure. oils. Um, why does why do these companies act as if everybody should be entrepreneurs and own their own businesses? Like, why can't we have people who want to be teachers and nurses and other things that like like why is that a bad because thing? Because you can do both. Obviously, you can work <laughs> your seventy two hours of being a nurse. Oh my God. Listen, oh, I moved on summer vacation and I just have my two kids and I can barely even find time to take a shower. I can't do <laughs> Like I, there's just like, there's just no way, but it's also like, there is no shame in having just a regular job where I know where my income's coming. And I'm lucky enough to also like have a pension plan. Like right. there's no way to like, go like, it's, it's why does everybody have to be an entrepreneur? Why does everybody need a side gig? Like, can't we just live and right. Yeah. Well, I think that even more so now side gig culture is like coming about because everything's so expensive. Yes. And that is very true. And we're not getting the raises fast enough. They're yes. like our companies aren't catching up with the demand fast yeah. enough. So everyone is like, well, how am I supposed to survive? How are we, we have... supposed to go to the movies yeah. with my kids when like the tickets to the movies are $20 a ticket? I know, seriously. Um, is there any kind of like stats on like yet about how many people are enjoying MLM? <laughs> Why can't I say this right now? Um, recently because of like inflation and stuff, like do... I don't know. Um, I feel I like if somebody knew, if, if somebody knew that or would be able to find that information, it would be Michelle Carpenter, um, Fallible Spoonie. <laughs> yeah, like she's just like always looking. Like I feel like I could mention like the smallest thing in a podcast, and she's gonna come back and be like, "So Danielle, I found this information." <laughs> 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 add this. Maybe she'll. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> 
was sending out the bad but signal. I'm not I even going to tell her that I talked about her today. Yeah. And then she's going to listen and be like, ah. <laughs> I wonder, um, I bet people can't even afford the starter kits. And that might be, <laughs> be like a way to get out of it. But I do think there's like a, quite a backlash against them, especially with like younger people. And I hope that maintains. I don't really know, like in my, my friend group, it's not like a big, like, big thing in my like friends but I do have like some family members who are like I really don't think they even realize they're in an MLM and like they think that they actually have their own like it's like they can make money off the sales but they never do and they keep doing it and the reason they do it's because like their friends all do it so I'm gonna sell mine and buy stuff from you and we're supporting each other and it's like like I think that's like something that hopefully is dying out because it's just, it's not sustainable really when it comes down to, yeah. Right. I mean, eventually people are going to have to take a look around and realize they're not making any money. Yeah. And also like the idea of like sales in general is like, if you are a sales rep, you have a territory so that your company can make, you know, like, so that's everybody can make money and you have a salary usually in a lot of those sales reps kind of jobs too and then you make bonuses from the sales so like it's just in like these are the things I'm thinking about when I like listen to other people's stories because I'm just like but like and also just because you're a sales rep doesn't mean you have to use a product like if like let's just say I don't think they really need it anymore but like I was sales rep for Viagra like I'm not using it probably so (laughs) They wouldn't be expected me to use it, but I'm sure, uh, but like with MLMs, you have like, you have to be a product of the product because really you are the consumer of the product. You are the customer. Right. You just have been like twisted to thinking that you are, this is a legitimate business. Right. Right. Or like if you're a mattress sales rep, you're not going to have tried every single mattress. No, that's so true. Like nobody is at home like, hmm, I wonder which mattress I'm going to go with today. I know. Like, let's go. Yeah. Like you might get a discount on the mattress when you need a new one in 10 years. But you're not right. buying one every, I mean, Month. I guess, yeah. <laughs> Maybe you really like mattresses. Maybe that's your I don't know. That would be kind of cool though. Like you could just like, instead of flooring just have mattresses and then you can just have your kids would love that they would love yes i'll put on the walls it'd be great (laughs) (laughs) oh boy that would be an interesting house that would be (laughs) crazy yeah um yeah i just like you know um I know you made some bullet points. Were there any more that you wanted to look at? I think that's like, if that's kind of like my biggest stuff, I think, unless you have any more questions. Or... I know I could go all day, but. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think that really just, I loved talking about um, the doctor stuff with you and the stuff around autism, because, you know, I really love that the movement has uh, pivoted towards acceptance and you know support versus curing and changing Mm -hmm. um because all people have little things that they need help with and sometimes you need more help than others and sometimes medication Mm -hmm. is the answer for that and sometimes it's not um Mm -hmm. and I think that instead of everyone trying to shove pills down everyone's throat to change people and make them into robots, we should let people decide when 
they mm-hmm. need that extra support. And yeah. I like that we're moving in that direction. <laughs> Me too. Because it's, yeah, it's, and it's hard, but it, like, it's hard for a parent where you're just like, am I doing the right thing? I really hope I am. Right. right. We're, well, all, also, we're all in this together. Also, when you have a kid on the spectrum, and especially when they're on the nonverbal side of the spectrum, yeah. You don't really, it feels like you don't have any answers because I, at least I would imagine I'm not a parent, but I, my, like I said, my sister has autism. So, and she's on the nonverbal side. So like, I can only imagine like being like, well, I want my kid to be able to express themselves. Mm -hmm. And like, I want them to be able to advocate for themselves and I want them to be able to tell me what's going on. Yeah, it's hard. I, I feel like a lot of times like verbalization is usually the goal um because also at like a whole nother tangent that we probably won't go down right now is just the like resistance to learn sign language um, in our culture resistant and also like there's some kind of stigma with like you know they do have like picture communication devices and Mm -hmm. if like everybody can understand that like there's right. a little bit of like a stigma against that too, but you're just like, if that's how it helps them communicate, then like it's, right. yeah. But I mean, I wish I knew sign language. I think it's super fascinating. Yeah. And I feel, I mean, I wish I knew another language in general, like let's just. <laughs> right. Yeah. It would all be very helpful. Yes. But, all right. What is your anti MLMY? Okay. <laughs> so, um, you know, honestly, so specifically, is it okay if I have like two? Yeah. Kind of? Okay. So specifically when it comes to like the health and wellness, which I'll lump like doTERRA into, it's just like the misinformation that gets spewed and it just makes me angry about like the people just would trust that rather than like actual experts, um, you know, and I fell into it too. And I should have known better. And, you know, I think I'm now, like I said before, I'm like, I'm screaming, I'm like, don't do this. And like, also essential oil and pets, like you really shouldn't be using the essential oil around your pets too. So like, that's a whole nother thing. But I think for MLMs is as a whole, like no matter what it is, like, like I have a, f- a family member who sells like toys, like an MLM thing. And it's like, that's the toys are fine. They're not problematic at all. But like, the problem is, it's like the overconsumption that is expected for reps is not good for, you know, for their finances. And it's also not good for like the planet. Like it's just right in the, in when it comes to essential oils, like if you're shelling out like a million bottles of like lavender oil, like that can't be good for the planet. <laughs> like, like it takes a lot of plants to make a single bottle of oil. Like, so right. I think it's just uh, like overall consumption is just a terrible thing for the planet. I know that's like totally like a veering off from what we were talking about. No, it's a really good point. And also like these companies are promoting things such as like oil dumping and all this stuff. Yes. Like the, the end of your bottle of oil, that's enough to do so much with. Why are you dumping out half a bottle of oil, even yeah. less than half a bottle of oil? Like I put, when I was using essential oils, I was putting like what, two to four drops in a diffuser. Like, yeah. Yeah. And it's a lot and it's, it can be, it's, it, 
it can go a long way if you just don't, you know, like, like I said before, in the very beginning, I'm kind of like, I'm not completely anti-essential oils. I'm just like anti like overconsumption of them. Cause I think it's toxic and I don't think it's good for the environment and certainly not good for my finance. Like my finances was like, when I cut it out, I was like, wow, I have all this extra money every month. <laughs> <laughs> that must have felt really good. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah. Um, I want to thank you so much for this opportunity to talk. I didn't really think like my story was um, like that intriguing, but I do think that there's a lot of people out there like me who was like, wasn't a business thing, got kind of duped into some kind of shopping membership and it like, yeah, really kind of like messed with us in some way. Absolutely. I mean, Anti-MLM is such a spectrum, too, of people that have become victims of this. It's white-collar crime, Mm -hmm. right? Like, and we're all victims of it, and, or any, anyone that's joined or bought or whatever, we all are, you know, victims of this, Mm -hmm. and it, every story is different, and that's okay, and that's kind of the point of this podcast, is that I want to create spaces for all of those stories. we all love the juicy ones, but I think that sometimes we need to remember that there are the regular ones too, because otherwise, otherwise we get the people that say, well, that didn't happen to me. Well, that, that wasn't what happened to me. Yeah. And I think they also use people like me though. It's like, oh yeah, this is why 99% of you don't make money. It's because you're not using it as a business opportunity. And we're like, well, why was it not marketed as a business opportunity to me? Right. I'm certainly helping somebody's upline. Right. Absolutely. Like I was, somebody was making money off me. Like, so yeah. (laughs) Like you may be nameless, but somebody, I was in somebody. (laughs) Yeah. Somebody, somebody was making money off of you for sure. For sure. And and also like, just like kind of as an aside where it gets a little like kind of culty is like, like, like I mentioned before, like there was a Facebook group when I joined, it's like, when I buy things from Amazon, nobody asked me to join a Facebook group for Amazon. <laughs> like, like, so, like. No one, you, you bought new bath towels and nobody asked you to buy, like go into a Facebook group of bath towels? No, no. <laughs> like, and beyond and I, I mean, yeah. But I, I'm sure that there's a reason for that more than just uh, like being culty. It's like, I think they're not allowed to advertise on social media. So like, that's their way of like, sharing information within each other so yeah I get that but I also also is very problematic there's a lot of problematic things there's so many problems (laughs) in that Facebook group and I just go in there sometimes just to like kind of verify like where am I at like let me just like let me just cue in like the word cure and like see what comes up let me cue in like these things I'm like yeah people keep saying this stuff even though we're not supposed to so yeah well, thank you so much. I am so glad that I got to share your story with everyone. And um, if anyone else has a story that they want to share, uh, feel free to reach out. Instagram is the better place to reach out. Although you can also email me. It just takes me a little bit longer to respond because I get scared of my notifications for some reason in my email. Um, but yeah, I would love to hear your story and I hope that you all have a good weekend. Bye. Bye.